What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Tuesday episode of the show. Kyle, what's up, dude? Why'd you say it like that? You made it sound like you're surprised Chris Schubert was here with us this morning. It was more just the excitement of seeing him, you know? Uh, Gotcha. Yeah, I got you. I got you. That's cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see Chris as well. I'm looking forward to it. The alarm doesn't go off one time, and I never live it down. It's okay. I understand. So you can wait till one of us screws up, and then you can (laughs) let us have it, and we'll give it to you eventually. Don't worry. It's your moment, Chris. Let us have this, man. All right. So we are continuing the ultimate divisional starting lineups today started off last week with the nfc west today we're going to the afc and to the north division and um just to kind of let everyone know what we're doing we're using all of the teams in that division and we're crafting our own individual ultimate starting lineup that is 100 biased towards what we prefer the player that we would want And we're being mindful of kind of crafting these schemes together. And so sometimes that means you're not picking the absolute best player. You're just trying to get this to fit together for the best starting offense and defense that you can assemble. Also, there is freedom from from Kyle and I. We could do 10 personnel, 11 personnel, 12 personnel. We can go four-man front, even front, base nickel, whatever we want offensively and defensively. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, Joe, by throwing my hand up. Are you... Are we continuing what you guys did with the NFC West and you guys are both going 11 personnel and nickel? I am, but that's not required. I am I am not going with 11 personnel on offense. Okay. Okay. Just thought just thought I would just clarify before we uh, we started here. I have to make that adjustment in the sheet where I'm tracking all of these things. Yeah, well, I have 11 in base nickel today again, but So I am in base nickel, but uh you're going to want a second spot for a tight end. Smart you're smart for that because I struggled with the three wide receivers, but I have a vision here. I, I struggled finding two. I know I what you did two. here. I know what you did. I know what you did. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea, Kyle. So we, we start with start the quarterback with, position. There we go. All right. So are we counting it down or are we just revealing our answer? No, just reveal. It's too early to do a count. I, I can't <laughs> okay. do that. We'll, we'll rotate who goes first, though. I. You want me to go first on quarterback? I'm, I'm pointing at you, yes. All right, that's fine. All right, so <laughs> there's three good candidates here, right? Baker, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow. My vision for this offense is spread. And I like Joe Burrow. I went with Joe Burrow. I knew this was not going to be popular. And Baker was my number two. I really considered him. But on the heels of the ultimate or building the perfect quarterback and how many times I wanted to use Joe Burrow, I just have this vision for him being the trigger man for this offense behind what is an exceptional offensive line with a really nice complement of weapons. That's where I went, man. So I... I Look, I knew that wasn't going to be popular, but my vision for this offense has Joe Burrow as a trigger man. Okay, so I took former NFL MVP Lamar Jackson to be my quarterback <laughs> over the 2020 rookie that started nine games before yep. he got hurt and blew his knee up. 
bias. It's personal bias, Kyle. That's that's just, just wait till we get to the secondary. And this that man, bias is gonna come this all the man went on a board. national podcast and said, "I would have taken Baker Mayfield second. The disrespect to Lamar Jackson. I no, and it's not. It's just stylistically, I want to run a spread. <laughs> 11 personnel throw the football offense. That's just not Lamar. I don't want to go two tight ends and have a fullback and have these power downhill run blockers. I wanted to have a, a an offense that is more in line with the air raid uh, tendencies that are coming into the NFL. And I thought Burrow was the guy to do that. And Lamar, obviously, with the production that he's had, particularly as a rusher, is where his impact is most greatly felt. So I'm willing to embrace that and complement that with my ground game, not too dissimilar to how uh, the Baltimore Ravens do it as well. Uh, But I'm going to run a lot of pistol uh, because I want my back set directly behind Lamar so he can come downhill. Um, But you think about what they had in 2019 in that offense with Mark Ingram and the tight ends that they had between Nick Boyle and Mark Andrews and uh, Hayden Hurst and, uh, I, I'm really looking to to replicate that stylistic approach to Lamar, and and I thought the regression this past year uh, was somewhat statistically inevitable, right, based on the high water mark that he set and established for uh, the 2019 season. Living up to that expectation was going to be extremely difficult. But uh, what I get in Lamar is the most electric perimeter runner in football, right? Uh, I get a guy who has performed at the highest of levels, won an MVP. He's shown he can win as a passer if you have the right pieces around him to complement. I think part of Baltimore's issue last year was they didn't, they lost some of those pieces and they didn't even bother to really try and replace him. They just said next man up on the death chart. And so uh, I think that's why they, they went out and made a move to get Rashad Bateman and tried to get some more pieces that make sense. So, I'm betting on Lamar Jackson's actual trend line coming back up a little bit on the upswing. And I want that guy to be a piece of my offense because he's super electric with the ball in his hands and is a a, a passer in the right situation. So I tease running back. Nick Chubb's your answer here, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm just making you sure think we're about mixing for a second, but then it's just chop, right? Like, yes, I'm, I'm yeah. just making sure we're on the same page here as yeah, far as Nick Chubb. That's why I, I was had expecting them... Joe to be like Najee Harris. That's what I was anticipating Don't there. Chill so. out, chill out. And that's why I made sure I went out of my way to say that I'm going to run pistol in the backfield because if you offset Nick Chubb and you ask him to take his first steps not downhill towards the line of scrimmage, I think you're doing him a disservice. So I run around pistol with my tight ends. I can run some full house type stuff. I can get pretty creative in the offensive backfield, but I don't have to compromise and have Nick Chubb stepping sideways instead of downhill off the jump. Uh, He's the best back in this class. I think he's one of the best, what, top five running backs in the NFL in general. Um, The the vision, the feet, the power – I understand he's not the biggest uh, home run hitter from an explosiveness standpoint, but uh, when you're running guy over guys in the secondary and not missing a stride, you can hit some home runs for yourself and, and get some chunk gains, and we saw that from Nick Chubb. So uh, Lamar Jackson is the lightning. Nick Chubb is the thunder in my AFC North backfield. I think 
that's Nick Chubb had 12, the second most big runs in the NFL. What is a big run? I need to figure that out. Probably probably 20 20 plus. Yeah. He was second in the NFL in rushes over 20 yards last year behind Derrick Henry. So, so when I say when I say not a home run hitter, it's more so like that open field speed, yo, to run this, away from guys. This list is is incredible, right? So it's Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and then it's three Ravens: Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards, and J.K. Dobbins as the next three. Sounds like I got two of the top three explosive runs. Uh, Look, in my backfield, spin now. the cat differently. You want to run the football? I want to throw it, and so you're going to craft this offense differently than I am, and that's fine. And that's why we can have our own bias into this. I love it. You're going to go two tight ends. I only have one. Uh, Mark Andrews is my one tight end. Uh, again, I want to run spread. I'm going to flex him out. He's going to be a big slot for us. And um, going to catch a lot, a lot of passes from Joe Burrow. But I, I'm guessing you have two tight ends. I do. I'm, uh, Mark Andrews is one. Uh, I'm surprised if you're going to run spread that you didn't go Austin Hooper over Mark Andrews. Is why? There, what do you mean? Why? I, I think Mark Andrews is a better player better player but is he better for the spread offense yes because i can flex him out he could be a big slot for me i think you could do that with austin hooper too yeah but i get a more dynamic player in andrews all right well uh my two tight ends are austin hooper and mark andrews so uh, i'd alluded to the 2019 um group in baltimore which is obviously if i'm building an offense around lamar i'm going to take a lot of inspiration from that and hooper and andrews being the Andrews and uh, Hayden Hurst types. Uh, I really like what I'm getting there with those two guys. I mentioned some full house backfield with those guys and Nick Chubb. And uh, I think you you are capable of putting either one of those guys out in the slot with size. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily uh, something you'll do a ton of with my style of offense, but I do think they're two versatile plus pass catchers at the tight end position. So they're both getting the call here for me. All right. So, you're up first with wide receiver. You want me to do both or just one? Yeah, I do the whole thing and I'll tell you my whole package. Okay, so I only have two. Um, my two players are Chase Claypool. Really? You are embracing this thing, man. Okay. And Jamar Chase. Okay. I want physicality. I want dogs. I want guys who will jack you up on the outside. Uh, I want guys who can uh, have shown some versatility in the ways in which they're asked to play. And I think Chase Claypool and how he was uh, utilized for Pittsburgh this past year kind of showed a little bit more versatility than what he showed at Notre Dame, in which he was just a nine ball guy that that went up and elevated and caught the football. So uh, these are two big physical receivers with – explosive skill sets. I thought about Hollywood Brown, right? But it's like, I think both of these guys can win vertically. I think both of these guys have explosiveness, but they also have some size and physicality that I'm not going to be compromising anything on the perimeter. So uh, Claypool is kind of the uh, plus version of what they they have in Miles Boykin there for Lamar. And Jamar Chase is just kind of an all around. I thought about Odell Beckham. Didn't want that influence around my quarterback and and my offense. You know, I didn't want to have to feel like I had to force feed somebody the football. And uh, listen, Jabbar Chase coexisted with Justin Jefferson 
and uh, Chase Claypool, they, they spread the ball around. They didn't give yeah. him the ball enough at times last year. So yeah. even from just a team chemistry perspective, style of play, I think these guys make sense. Chase Claypool, Jamar Chase. All right, I got three of them. One of them is Jamar Chase. One of them is Marquise Brown. I wanted to have my take the, the top off the defense, and we got into Marquise Brown somewhere in a recent discussion. Was it the fifth-year option thing we did a couple weeks ago? Yes. Um, where, like, statistically, he doesn't blow you away, but when you're reminded that the Baltimore Ravens have the least passing attempts in the NFL, like, his statistics are pretty good for that, and um, I think with a, a quarterback like Joe Burrow, who – you know, I know he didn't have a lot of success throwing the football down the field last year. I think that had a lot to do with not necessarily being comfortable in the pocket because his offensive line sucked. Uh, but I know based on the player I watched at LSU, this guy's got a deep ball, and I think he can maximize Hollywood Brown. And then I wanted to have Tyler Boyd uh, as part of this group who's been a very productive player for the Bengals despite not having consistent quarterback play. Um, he can be a, a slot. He can play outside for me. And so I have a group of guys that can separate good route runners uh, to maximize Joe Burrow and his accuracy. Can I interject real quick? Sure. You said something. I've been multitasking on it ever since. Uh, did you know the the only two athletic tests that Mark Andrews is better than Austin Hooper at is size and 40 time? Yeah, what's the 40 difference? Four six seven versus four seven two, so point zero five seconds. But yes, I don't know. I mean, don't you, see. I think you're I, you're in your feelings after watching the Sark Clinic and seeing Austin Hooper in that offense. I think maybe, maybe not. All I know is he had a better <laughs> vertical. He had a better broad. He had a better three cone. He had a better short shuttle. He had a better sixty yard shuttle. He had more in the bench press. His bigger hands. You told me this man can't flex out in the slot. All I'm saying. Is- I like. I think Andrews is a better player for that. For for my. <laughs> taste man i like functional athleticism i've i've never watched austin hooper and been like wow you know what this guy's a really athletic player yeah and i've felt that slander Slander. that's fine that's fine kyle's gonna pin me in corners here it's fine uh rockauto.com it's a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and the UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Kyle, so I think it's my chance to go first here, and I'll just give you my whole offensive I, I have one question. 
Yeah. If I set the over under at three and a half Cleveland Browns. Yeah, that's probably fair. I I I went. I have four. <laughs> I have four <laughs> out of five. So okay, um, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. there's this is the right thing to do here. Um, all right. So my left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, right? Outstanding player from the Baltimore Ravens. Welcome back after being injured this past year. The rest of this thing is just Cleveland Browns. Joel Batonio at left guard. J.C. Treader at center. Right guard is Wyatt Teller. Right tackle is Jack Conklin. Oh, so, okay. So we have the entire Browns offensive line represented then. Uh, but I... You go um, Jed Wills? I took Jed Wills and put okay. him and put him at right tackle, which is where he it. played at Alabama. Yeah. And I have Ronnie Stanley at left tackle. So I also have Batonio, Treader, and Teller. I went with Wills going back to his college spot at right tackle. Uh and keeping Ronnie Ronnie Stanley yeah. at left tackle, like you said, it's all. it's simply just the right thing to do. <laughs> it's they they um they're a phenomenal group, man, and, and yeah. we but we better enjoy it while it's together because uh, inevitably financials are are gonna cause some very difficult decisions for Cleveland down the road, and um, it's just they will punch you in the mouth. So. I mean, for both of our perspective, whether you want to go empty or you <laughs> want to go 12 and be condensed yeah. and run the ball and leave the end man unblocked and double team and climb up the linebackers and make Lamar force somebody to be wrong, like they can do it all. And I feel really good about that group, uh, regardless of what your scheme is. And of course, it's coached by Bill Callahan. So it's like, can they just have everything when it comes to offensive line? Right. So right. there you go, Browns fans. So how many Browns do you have on the offensive side of the ball? Five? Five, yep. And I got Chubb, Hooper, and four offensive linemen. So I got six. <laughs> six. This, I, wasn't six tied with like the most we gave any team in the last division across both sides of the football? I had seven Seattle Seahawks and six 49ers. Well, I know you probably have Miles Garrett on your list, so let's let's go ahead and – get the formalities out of the way here and let's put <laughs> edge, the Browns yeah. at the, at the top of the, the chart. So my two edge guys are miles Garrett and TJ Watt. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's just right. It's a, <laughs> that's a great duo. A couple of depoy contenders, right? right. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're, you're putting their hand in the dirt or if you're going to ask them to rush from two point stances, they're both plus, plus, plus athletes. Uh, two of the best young sack artists in football. So, yep. you know, and then you think about what we have the potential to piece around them as far as interior guys to make sure they're not getting too much double teams and attention and stuff like that. And yeah, it, it's Watt and Garrett for me. Same Garrett and Watt. Easy. No, no, no debate there. Um, interior defensive line. I think we're going to be different here, but I have both Pittsburgh Steelers players, Cameron Hayward and Stefan to it. Um, I I don't think either one is like a natural one tech. I don't care. I don't have any doubts about these guys being able to play the one or the three in my even front. Um, Hayward's quietly been like one of the best defensive linemen in football that does not get enough love. And then to it, I mean, that dude just he owns the line of scrimmage when you watch him play and he makes plays in the backfield. So I went with the uh, the Steelers pair on the interior inside of Garrett and Watt. Okay, so we're uh, half even in that I took Cameron Hayward and, and Cam Hayward made my list. Uh, do you have any other guesses who the other player would I be? I think you're going to pick Calais Campbell. 
I have such a soft spot for Calais Campbell. Uh, he's one of my, yes, I did. He's one of my, like, he's one of my favorite players. That's never had an affiliation with any team that like I've actively Mm -hmm. rooted for. Um, but he's just, man, mountain of a man, really good pass rusher. I understand he's slowing down a little bit. So if you wanted to uh, build the argument against him, uh, that, that would probably be where you'd start is that he's slowing down a little bit, but damn it. You know, it's just, we, we said at the very top, this is about personal bias included <laughs> and uh, Calais Campbell, there was a 0% chance he wasn't going to make my list. And if, if you're surrounding it with a Hayward Watt and Garrett, jeez, right? I'd be willing to bet Campbell's going to put some guards on their ass and into the lap of opposing quarterbacks. Uh, speaking of personal bias, um, this doesn't apply because Built Bar is literally objectively the best That's tasting protein bar on the planet. You guys, got to try these things. So many amazing flavors. I have two raspberry Built Bars on my desk right now. That's my kick right now: raspberry and coconut almond. But they're all delicious. They're all covered in one hundred percent chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. It's like eating a candy bar, but it's actually good for you. Built Bars are great for anyone who is health conscious. Whether you want to lose weight, maintain weight, or just indulge in a delicious treat, you have to try them. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone who is on the keto diet. We've got a deal for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Joseph. Kyle, Sif. I have a question for you. When your daughter first decided that sleeping face down in the mattress was a thing, how long of an adjustment did that? I'm sitting sitting here looking at the baby monitor and we're recording the podcast on Tuesday morning. And yesterday was literally the first time ever we decided we wanted to sleep not flat on our back with our hands up over our head like we're getting the suntan. Uh But Uh now we are three quarters turned face down into the mattress and it's freaking me out. So here's here's what I told myself when that transition happened for me. Back in like the 80s and 90s, the recommended way for parents to set their newborn baby in a crib or bassinet was face down. They just keep changing this stuff. You know what I mean? Like that was the preferred acceptable way that you were supposed to put your baby down. I'm like, all right, well, you know, if that was the thing for a period of time, I'm sure at this point in the baby's life, you know, right about the same age, they want to flip over. All right, good to go. They know even even from that that like when they're first born, they know that if they can't breathe, to turn their head. It's like okay. it, like instinctively part of human beings. Okay, so little draft little draft dads segment here on the Tuesday show. <laughs> little tease on some of the conversations that are not <laughs> broadcasted. Pretty much every conversation we have right. now that's not broadcast on <laughs> on either a live stream or a podcast yeah. is. Kyle and I used to talk about head. football and stuff like that, but you know. You know it's different now. Hey, does your did your kid do this? When's the first <laughs> right. time they did this? Is right. this normal? Right. All right. So we got the back seven, and mm-hmm. uh, I believe it's my turn to lead off. I have two linebackers. One was easy. One was hard. Correct. I don't know if you feel the same. Okay. Good. Very so much I, the same way. Yeah. I have De- I have Devin Bush as one of my two linebackers. He's the speedy type. And I did go for a little bit more of a physical presence. And you think about that quote unquote interior triangle, right? Where it's your interior defensive lineman, your stack linebackers behind him. Um, Bush is a little bit more sideline to sideline. I'm not going to put him into the teeth 
of the point of attack. You know, I'll put him away from the strength and let him flow. Uh, Anthony Walker, who signed with Cleveland in free agency from Indianapolis as kind of the uh, the running mate of Darius Leonard there with the Colts, uh, is who I'm going with at this second spot. And, and this is, for my money, one of the more underrated signings of the 2021 offseason as far as just like a team filling a need with a quality player. Because you think about everybody else that the Browns had in the linebacker room, and I understand they're going to go with a lot of nickel and sub package and three safety and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but Walker's a really good fit for them, and I think he's a great addition here to play behind Hayward and Campbell on the interior is kind of the downhill thumper. Wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. The Buffalo Bills restructure the contract to Stefan Diggs to no, free nobody up. Ca- nobody cares. No. The nobody bull cares. crap that you bring in, the wee-woos, nobody cares that the Bills just created $11.7 million on the day where the Julio Jones possibilities exist. Did, nobody's Has anybody even mentioned Buffalo as a potential landing spot for Julio Jones? I want Steven Nelson. Okay. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I won't bring up the Bills. It's never a good idea for me to bring up in the Bills this podcast. Lesson continued to be learned. My linebackers are no, Devin no, Bush d- d- and Patrick Queen. I just no, want to no, talk I'm about this real quick. The Bills. No, I'm not. I'm not talking it, about the Bills in this podcast. It, it wasn't the Bills. It was it, we. We. It was the wee woo. Like we. We had this conversation all the time with Kyle. Is if you're gonna do that, it's you. You gotta. You gotta bring it, and that wasn't bringing it. How I, is that not bringing it? An NFL team that's a contender just created a massive amount of salary cap space on June first. How is that not significant? I think it would be significant if there was a corresponding move that we were confirmed. That's the fun place. part. You bring it up to speculate. Why did they do this? Well, I don't know. I, I just I, I, met with blank faces and wide eyes. Like, what the hell did you bring this up for? I got a wee woo for you. Oh, it, Morgan Moses is scheduled to visit the Bears on Wednesday? No, that's not correct. First of all, you should be dialed into the, the podcast programming and not your Twitter normally, timeline. But Normally am. I just have a notification <laughs> on my phone. Jets signing former 49ers defensive end Ronald Blair per source reuniting with Robert Salem. There you go, Chris. How's that for a wee-woo? I like Ronald Blair. So do I. I think he'd be, injury, be, he could be a really good rotational piece on your front. Somehow we're going to talk more about Ronald Blair signing with the Jets than my speculation of, you're just, of having fun for a moment. You're trading for Zach Hurts, Judge. Just, just get over it and move on. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe that, that is that's, why. That's, that's, that's the corresponding move. It certainly could be. Yeah, I, something's going to happen here. But, you know, look, what a dumb idea for me to bring that up. All right, so my my uh, I went with Devin Bush, which I think was the easy one. And then I went with the upside play, and Patrick Queen is my other linebacker. Um, I know he didn't necessarily have the most consistent year for Baltimore, but he did make some splash plays. He does have um, a lot of appeal to me based on watching him at LSU where he was only a one-year starter and seeing – how good he played, and and I think his best football is going to be ahead of him. And so in the structure of this defense, I really like the idea of adding a, a queen to the mix. And I, I definitely discriminate favorably towards linebackers that I think can play in space, can run and cover. And I know that, I know what's hard about that is the NFL is telling us year after year that, oh, you have got to play in the box. Like if you're going to you know, survive in the NFL, you're going to be a high pick. You still have to have that ability to stack, shed, get downhill, plug gaps, um, and I still, I still want guys that can run. Ideally, you get guys that can do both, like a Devin Bush. But 
I think when I have Bush to go with Queen, I like that that duo. All right, so I'm up first with corners. Yes. Okay. All right. So my slot corner is Marlon Humphrey from the Baltimore Ravens. Um, In the slot. That's what he. That's where he plays for them. I mean, he's literally their slot corner. So he's going to be my slot corner and base nickel. And for the ten percent of the time that we play base with three linebackers, he can play outside for me. But he's going to primarily play for the slot, just like he does for Baltimore. My other two, Denzel Ward from the Cleveland Browns. The other one was kind of hard, man. I went with the savvy veteran and Joe Hayden from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm, that was your mistake. I just put Marlon Humphrey as an outside corner along with Denzel Ward, and then I put Mike Hilton in the nickel. Okay. It's so fine. Hilton. I like Mike Hilton. It's not a bad choice. Hilton Is that your Trent. first bangle? Uh, yes. No, Isn't Jamar Chase. I have Jamar, oh, Chase. Jamar Chase. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it weird saying that he's a bangle? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's been in Pittsburgh for a hot sec and been really good there, and I, you know, that, that's another under-the-radar addition, uh, I think. So, uh, Humphrey, Hilton, and Ward are my three corners. Uh, and I, I like that group as far as physicality. I know Ward's not a big guy, uh, but he doesn't shy away from it. And I like the coverage skills of all three, the instinctual football intelligence of all three, uh, which is also where uh, I trended towards in the uh, the secondary with the safety group as well, Joe. And you're first up with safeties, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. So my safeties are Jesse Bates and John Johnson. I knew if you would th- pick If you think for you one goddamn second I'm putting Stinka Fitzpatrick on my you list, you're it. out of your mind. I knew we two things would be top. true. We you weren't picking top. Minka, and you were picking Calais Campbell. It's I, I wish bias. I would have bet money on that. It's we, we openly said there's bias here. Minka Fitzpatrick <laughs> with his 13% missed tackle rate for mm. his career has no room on my team. See you later. I'll take Bates and Johnson. Versatile, <laughs> can do anything you want on the deal. This man called him Stinka Fitzpatrick yeah, on the been, podcast. He's been calling him that for years now, or however long it's been. Because his he, attitude stinks. Is he a good football player, though? I, I don't know. I, I hope Pittsburgh just does away with whoever they have coach in the secondary there so he can become his own positional coach and sit in on the game planning and <laughs> kind of help make sure he's adequately and appropriately involved in every game every single week so he doesn't end up complaining about being used too much in a versatile role and then being <laughs> used not enough in a versatile role, which was within an eight-month stretch. He had complaints three separate times about being used too much one way or the other. In fairness, I like Kyle's selections anyway. Right. It it would be different if I were picking bad players and just omitting them from the list just for the sake of it, right? But like the tackling thing is kind of a big deal. The tackling thing is kind of a big deal. No, that's that's 13% missed tackle rate in three seasons. Because I I don't want to talk down on John Johnson because he's an excellent player. Like, and, And I thought long and hard about this, but I went with Jesse Bates. And Minka Fitzpatrick. So I, I hope I you're not have, playing. I hope you're not planning on playing in the second level no, at all. I, listen, I don't have Stinka Fitzpatrick. I have Minka, so it's fine. Just leave him out of the leave him out of the slot, okay? He he just wants you know, to be a free safety. He's going to be a, a team first player for me. You know, oh, okay. I have, I have a feeling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll uh, we'll hope for the best on that front for you. But uh, wait, it's working wait. out well for Pittsburgh. I think you they're guys, pretty happy with him. You got to pick a head coach. Oh, Mike Tomlin. It's Mike Tomlin. Yeah. You still got to do it. 
It's Mike Tomlin. So <laughs> my final tally, I have seven Browns, five Ravens, six Steelers, four Bengals. Kyle, where was Jermaine Pratt on yours? I, I, yeah, I noticed. Well, you know what? The, the objective was to to pick players we were biased towards in a good way. And um, <laughs> Jermaine Pratt's a fine NFL player. He gets such a bum rap on this podcast. It was just you were high on him in the pre-draft process, and I did not see the appeal with him. So now Jermaine Pratt has become kind of one of the running gags as far as the, yeah. the sources of conflict between the draft dudes. I don't feel about Jermaine Pratt the way I feel about Minka Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Which one would you rather find a place for? <laughs> on my roster? Yeah. Uh, probably Jermaine Pratt. Yeah. Yeah. Former safety, you know, safety and linebacker. So that's right. Yeah, he's willing to do both. Well, let's, I did not do a head count and I'm not going to subject everybody listening to the show on me counting the head count of how many I got, but I can tell you, I got two Bengals and Mike Hilton and Jesse Bates uh, and had six guys on the Browns just on the offensive side of the football. So oh, I, ha- I had to double the amount of Bengals. So, you know, you got four. A- I have four, yeah. And the, yeah, you know, but the you, you, didn't, you didn't get your favorite linebacker in the league, Jermaine Pratt, on there, though. You know, I went with Patrick Queen and Devin Bush, you know. <laughs> so, my favorite linebacker in the league. Well, we're going to stick a fork in this podcast. We're done here. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. We hope you guys enjoyed the ultimate AFC North rosters. Keep it plugged in. We got plenty of great content coming ahead yet this week. We hope to see you tomorrow. Hope you guys enjoy your day. Thanks for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast.